Welcome back to the Apex Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, and today I am joined here with... Just Steven from the Xbox world. Xbox world. For me, it's PS4. Add me, Squarp. Um, yeah, crossplay is a thing, so add us both and we can all play together. Um, yeah, we're going to be diving into Season 6. I know the last time we did a podcast was a while, but now we're just going to break down everything that has happened to this point, and I hope you enjoy this episode. So let's dive right in. Steven, since you're our guest today and you're joining us, let's get to know what guns you love to run. Hit me. Alright, so um, most recently I've been using the R301 decked out, if I can, with a uh, two times bruiser. Um, purple extended mag, doesn't really matter which barrel stabilizer because R301 kind of shreds with no either matter way. What. Yeah. Um, and as my secondary weapon, I either like to run the Devotion with the turbocharger, if I can find it, or a Volt, or Havoc. Any of those energy weapons as my secondary are hmm. honestly really, 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 really high rate of fire weapons that deal a lot of damage. And I find them to be really, really useful in my type of play. So, so you like two automatic weapons. I feel like I don't come across a lot of people that like running two guns that are both automatic. Normally someone would run sniper, shotgun, who knows what, you know? Yeah, well, I like using the R301 because not only is it a fully automatic, close, medium range weapon, but if you put it in single fire and you have a two or three times optic, you can also use it for that stretching it out for that little bit mm. longer range. And that's kind of why I use it because it's kind of both. It's got some versatility it's to it. It's got some versatility to it. That's one thing. That's the one gun that I really don't switch to single fire, because um, I've just been so attached to the hip with the single fire on the hemlock. It's just such a great gun. Yeah, the hemlock. It's kind of a love hate relationship for me because some days I'll be hitting on target every single burst, every single single shot, mm -hmm. and then other days, like today recently, I've been missing all of them feels that way and so that's why i kind of strayed away from using the hemlock and more towards the r301 gotcha. so you got the 301 what are you taking if you cannot find that energy weapon you're not getting that mag you're not getting ammo for it what are you taking because i know energy ammo can become if i can't find an energy weapon or if i can't find energy ammo then i'll most likely go for some sort of shotgun preferably you... a mastiff and if I'm not going to use a Mastiff, then I will probably go for probably a Wingman or a Flatline, honestly. Wingman or Flatline. Yeah, those guns can hit very hard. Um, so let's, uh, let's jump into my current situation with the guns that I like to run right now. Okay. Uh, recently, I've been running the, um, the Wingman. I think it's a gun that takes a lot of skill. And I've been playing for a while, so I think I need to work hard and become good with that gun because it'll take me to the top of my game when it comes to playing. So definitely Wingman. If you don't run the Wingman, I suggest you try that gun and you get used to running it because it is an amazing gun. I know it's had its uh, nerfs in the past, but it's still easily one of the best guns. So get used to that. Second gun I've been running is the Mastiff. Now that's a gun that can just hit. Earlier in the the past few seasons when the Mastiff was changed into a ground loot, man, did I struggle hitting for a lot of damage. Um, but as of recently, it's been hitting pretty hard for me. So Wingman Mastiff has been my combo. There's always the 301. Very often I still take the Hemlock. So, uh, yeah. So where are you dropping in Kings Canyon? Because I want to know some things about you. Because because so, you're new to the pockets. Let's get you. Let's yeah, get you rolling. Course. So my places that I really like to drop, especially with uh, some of my friends that I play with mm -hmm. a lot, is I like to drop salvage because there seems to be a good good bit of loot on both sides of that zone, and mm -hmm. there's also a lot of possibility for fights, not only for short range engagements. But also long range, and it's got a lot of versatility for all of that. And if I'm too far away from, if I'm too far away from salvage, and I can't get there, or I'm too far, then I'll either go to capacity. No, not capacity. Capacity. Containment. 
containment. containment. I'll go yeah. to containment, and that that place I really like because there's always going to be a lot of people going there. Mm. And if you're like me and you like to fight and you like to push and you like to be a very aggressive player, then it's really just a great place for you to go. I agree with that. Capacitor on Kings Canyon. Not Capacitor, sorry. Containment. Containment yeah. on Kings Canyon is definitely one of the best spots on all of the map, especially for a game that's very fast-paced, very aggressive. Um, if you're new to the game, start landing there. It's hot. It's a lot of fun. You might die a few times, but you'll definitely increase your, like, I guess, your your skill level over time. It will definitely increase the way that you play. Mm-hmm. And it'll raise your skill level both to the way that you see each see other people play and the way that you play together as a team. Um, because when you first land there, there's going to be people in almost every single building that you go to. And that's really the hardest part. If you're not the first person to get that gun, it's going to be really hard for it's you rough. to recover. Yep. And so, but that's really the reason why I liked it because it taught me how to play better, not only on my own, but with other players mm-hmm. and so if you are just getting into apex and you have some people that you want to play with that you're trying to teach and you want to teach them the hard way just drop containment every time yeah very 50 50 spot yes. when it comes to getting a gun so so that's it for me in king's canyon drop capacitor right on that top mm-hmm. of the hill yes and then you can fight the person in capacitor and if you have a lifeliner team it's great to get those perps so I, my suggestion is Kings Canyon is a is a much closer map. I suggest when you're on Kings Canyon, play aggressive. I, I think you should oh, play yeah, aggressive sure. in Apex because that's the type of game it is. But strong spots for really good loot and really good fights are containment and capacitor. Definitely. Um, now let's slide over to World's Edge. Um, for me, personally, World's Edge, I'm a huge advocate for Harvester. Um, it's pretty empty. Normally, there's not a lot of teams there. Um, normally, it's just my squad going there if we go there. Yeah. And if it's not just us, it's one other team, we can normally kill them out. And it's got a lot of good loot nearby. Um, so I suggest going Harvester if you're playing uh, on World's Edge. Great spot. You're very close to Sorting Factory. So if you hear gunfights, you can charge over there. Third party at over in um, Factory. Also really good rotation spots towards Capital and towards the river. So that is my suggestion for World's Edge. Um, what about you? Where are you dropping in World's Edge? If World's Edge, given the option? if you have talked to me enough, you'll know that World's Edge isn't really the, my very favorite map. Yes, King Kane is personally my favorite too. Um, World's Edge is kind of a more slow-paced game for me. And I like to drop in the hot spots. Mm-hmm. If there is a hot drop nearby that I can get to, obviously I'm going to go there because that's just the kind of game that I want to play. And so I'll drop at the hot drop, which most of the time I really enjoy to drop at the uh, Sorting Factory hot drop. And that is a hot spot. Yeah, if it, if, even if it is the hot drop or the hot zone or whatever they want to call it, you will find a decent amount of people there. Not always a whole lot. But if you go into the city, the east and west fragments, that's another one of my favorite places to drop. If I'm right on top of that, I'm going to go there. And that's really the only place that you're going to get a whole lot of close quarters. Close action, yep. A lot of quick fights. And if you're just trying to go from your no shield and evolve up to a purple or even a red, that's probably going to be the fastest way to do so. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So now that we know your guns and we know your... You're an aggressive playstyle person. Um, I know we've been playing a lot recently together since oh, yeah. crossplay. Great it's, addition to the game. It's been amazing. Um, I see you've been playing a lot of Lifeline, a little bit of Bloodhound here and there. Yeah. I know that I've been running a lot of Lifeline. Um, so we can see your aggressive playstyle when you play Bloodhound. It's a lot of fun to run around the map and, and slay out with you. A um, few great games we had earlier today. Now that we know your guns, we know your play style, we know your spots, how do you feel about the new season? Overall opinion of the new addition, the new character, or not Loba, sorry, Rampart. I have, once again, another one of those love-hate relationships with Rampart. 
my first game that I played with her, I dropped a nine kill game with the Volt mm. and Rampart. And at that point, I was in love. And there was no going back from there. Mm-hmm. But it really, her play style is kind of different from the way you like to play the, the game. The way that I like to play, exactly. She's a very, very, very defensive player. Mm-hmm. If you like to play Caustic and you like to run that sort of game, then yeah, she's going to be perfect for you. But as the aggressive player that I am, she's not really a great fit. I mean, she's a great for addition you. to the game. Yeah, for me, she's not a great fit. But to the game, she is a great addition. The yeah. way that she is able to block block through doors and she's able to pull out that big machine gun. I think the machine gun is a little bit overpowered. Question, have you ever gotten a kill with Sheila, the oh, yeah. gun that she used? Yeah. I have never. Um, so we were talking about it earlier today. We actually tried it where we locked ourselves in a bunker and blocked, blocked yes. off the uh, main entrance. So me and my friend did that and we just camped down there like the way that you're not supposed mm-hmm. to play the game. And I got actually two kills with the Sheila, and yeah. it was awesome. It's a really fun, really fun little machine gun to use. Well, not necessarily little, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's a wrong way to play Apex. I think there's a more fun way to play Apex, and that is aggressive. But that yeah. is that is me. But I don't think it's wrong to play defensive because that is part of the game, and it it, it oh, makes yeah, it even. Because sure. if everyone just pushed, every fight would be a third party, and and. Well, Games would be very quick. So I'm glad that there are defensive uh, play styles yeah. for people who like to play like, play like that. But definitely if you're new, definitely I would uh, uh, try and start playing aggressive um, and then explore the way you like to play the games. Because um, if you learn how to play aggressive and you get that skill in your repertoire, it makes it a lot easier to go to a defensive play style because you already have the ideas of how you play defensively and mm-hmm. how you play aggressively. And that makes it easier because you know how to defend against people that play aggressively. Mm-hmm. And you also know, hey, this is where I should be hiding because this is where people are, aren't going to be able to get to you. Yeah, of course, of course. And that, I, like we were talking about earlier, it makes it really easy when you already know how to play aggressively to go yeah. to a defensive role. Because you, you can play defensively and then go on the aggression when you need to. So definitely, as a new player, learn aggression first and then adapt in a defensive play style. And, and I think you're set in, in Apex Legend. I think it's a game for everybody. Oh, yeah, um, for sure. Because there's going to be some people that when they first start out, they just want to cram themselves in a hole, and that's fine. And they're going to find their way that they want to play. But Mm -hmm. in my opinion, the way that I learned best was to just fully immerse myself in a fight Mm -hmm. and just keep going until I figured out my way to get out of it. And the length of gunfights in Apex is what makes the game so fun to play. Um, Makes it very different from Call of Duty. Very fun for us. I think the long gunfights just make the game what it is. Um... Yeah, the time to kill. Definitely the reason that this game came out and uh, a lot of people loved it at first. Um, so we talked about your your relationship with the new character, Rampart. And, yeah. And I played her a bit. And I, I thought she was going to be my main for a minute. I thought there was an aggressive way to play with her. And it's... Um, yeah. It's but I didn't... Difficult. I tried playing aggressive with her and I was successful a few matches. And then I learned that, man, she's just really built to be... A defensive character and that's not my play style again but let's move on to like the new things in season six we just got cross play there's a lot of new things right now in the apex world from the last podcast that we did not talk about um loba got an expansion on our black market do yes. you think that makes loba a viable viable like I, champion i don't think that loba or legend getting her black market black market extended really did much to the way that people played her anyway mm-hmm. i think the one thing that if they were to change it that would totally change people's minds in the way that they use her would be and i've always thought this whenever <laughs> i've used her 
is if her black market could pick up somebody's banner card when they get down there they mm. get they get eliminated that would be game changing when it came to playing as her yes i think especially now that she's in the support class mm-hmm. i think that's great i think there's a lot of little things that you could do with loba to make her more uh viable as a, a legend in apex yeah I, her concept is great like stealing loot like uh, she's the thief that everybody she's a bad girl like she's a bad one <laughs> <laughs> definitely like she definitely had for me the best story when she came out oh yeah of her course. stories before she actually came out made me so excited for her the way that they introduced her in the oh, story was wonderful was amazing there is not a legend in the game that has a better story than her oh yeah i i agree with that and others might disagree but for me and Steven, man, she was just really interesting. It and the impressive. whole like concept of stealing um, is great. It's just there's a few things that need to be done. I know Steven said um, that it would be great if he could pick up cards, especially that she support. Um, I think it would be really good with the tactical ability. I think you can can touch that tactical ability a little bit. Um, personally, I think when you throw the bracelet, you should pull your gun back out. Yes. I, I think putting your gun away has drawn people away from her because in Apex, if you don't have your gun out in a split second decision, that determines a winner loss, the winner, the loss of, of the fight. So if, if you don't have your, your gun out, you're at a disadvantage instantly. A major disadvantage. Um, and if you're in a disadvantage at the beginning of the fight. It is really hard, hard to, to fight back, back and, and win the rest of that fight. It is incredibly hard to come back from that. I think it's okay that she has the animation to pull off the bracelet and throw it, but as soon as it's in the air, I think you should have the gun back out. I think that once you land, your gun should be there instantly. I don't know if you know, but with Loba, if, when you land, you have a, like a, I think it's like a half second or, or full second until you pull your gun out, and I know mm-hmm. that People have gotten thrown their bracelet into a bad situation. Have gotten ruined because their the gun was not out when they landed as a loba. And that's the same thing when it comes to Wraith and what they did to when she phases. She does that whole thing with her hand before and after she comes out of it, and that is a game changer for Wraith mains because they weren't used to that. I'm sure they are by now, and that. It's kind of confusing, but it also adds to it. It makes it so they're not impossible to beat. Yeah, I understand that Wraith does the whole thing that Loba does. They're very similar in the way that they put away their guns and have animations. Mm -hmm. But the thing about Wraith is she's invincible when she's in her void. Yeah. Loba, when she's sitting there before her bracelet hits, is very She is very, very easy, very vulnerable target. To shots. So I, I think Loba currently in the state of Apex, I think for the most part, I think this is one of the most balanced at this moment in time um, in the beginning of October. I think the champions are very balanced, that they more balanced than they've ever been. Oh, but yeah. if anybody needs to be touched, it needs to be Loba. Um, yeah. She is a very, very vulnerable target. When uh, she's in that state right before she throws her bracelet and after, because it takes her a few seconds to put that bracelet back on, as we were talking about. And preferably, it wouldn't be quite as long of a freeze after she comes out of throwing her bracelet. But I don't really know how much they're going to want to change before people start complaining about something else that she has. Yeah, of course, of course. Because um, there's always there's always going to be something that someone's going to complain about. Of course, there's always going to be something someone finds. But um, now that we've talked about Loba, and I I think she's the I wouldn't say she's the worst, but I find her the hardest to want to play. Um, especially because I love getting in the fight and taking loot. I don't enjoy sitting around grabbing loot. Um, I think she's playable for some people. I think I, I definitely think she's the champion that needs to be touched the most. But let's move on from her because we, we know what needs to be fixed. We've 
we've we've given our opinion of what needs to be fixed. Yeah. So let's talk about this new update. Um, not the season, not at the beginning of season six, but the update that just came to Pathfinder. No, the whole crossplay, everything. Oh, crossplay. Um, crossplay has been a great addition. I know that we had the issues with servers <laughs> and and the friend requests. I don't know if you've heard, famous streamers were getting friend requests um, by some like really vulgar names, and you can't dis like disable friend requests mm-hmm. now that crossplay is out. And I know that that's been an issue. So I'm I'm glad they're working on figuring the small issues out, like being able to turn your, your friend request off. Yeah. Um, the servers were laggy, of course, but I mean, that's just it's a beta. We sometimes. we understood that was happening, especially because yeah, isn't that big of a company? I know it's not got as many people working for it as like Fortnite does, but we knew there were going to be issues, and I'm very glad that Apex has been very vulnerable with its community, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, it's a beta." It's gonna have its issues, and I'm very glad that they have said that. For I'm honestly, there has been issues, but I'm altogether very satisfied with how well crossplay has has come along already. Now that we're, I think, about a week in now, mm-hmm. uh, very impressed with how respawn has taken it. I'm very glad they're listening to their community and the issues with Pathfinder. Obviously, they needed to fix those because I don't know if you know the arm. Blocked half the screen when you grappled. Yeah. Zipped. Um, but overall, I think it's a, I think it is one of the best updates to Apex that I, that we've seen. Definitely crossplay being the biggest thing, biggest thing to ever come to Apex, in my opinion. Um, I don't know about you, but um, are there any other characters you think we can we can nag apart and? Hmm. Let's see. So we didn't. We haven't touched on rates nerf as some people like to have called it i don't find it that much it's not that much of a change and the only people that are really complaining about it are those sweaty rates that want to have the smallest hitbox possible so they want to play the player that practically squats when she sprints (laughs) (laughs) and so i think the i think that was good i think it was a very good decision made by apex not only to everybody else but it'll also make those sweaty rates realize that hey Maybe they're just not as good as they uh they think mm-hmm. they are. Yeah, I was listening to another podcast and a- Apex has to be careful going forward and nerfing and touching their champions, mm-hmm. um, because you don't want to mess with the champions that people love. Um, the face of Apex is Wraith, Wraith and Pathfinder. Yeah, and they are the most like picked champions statistically in Apex. Um. So I was listening to another podcast, and they, were, I thought they had some very good points on Apex needs to be careful touching these champions. Although they get picked a lot, doesn't mean they're too powerful, you know? Yeah. I think there's a good balance. I know in, in uh, Ranked or in um, the tournaments, the big tournaments, the AGLS, mm-hmm. um, I know Race 100% pick rate, um, which I find insane. Um, and Apex sees that sometimes as like, hey, maybe we should make a change. But hey, maybe she's just genuinely a really good character. Maybe her kit, her tactical, and her ultimate are very good. And I think they are. And I don't think they need to be changed. Um, but overall, I think they haven't. They haven't. They haven't hurt those two champions too bad. I just think they have to be careful in the future. Yeah. Um... I played as Pathfinder. Pathfinder used to be my main for a long time. And when they first nerfed him with his grapple time after Loba came out, I was really upset. But then I just came to realize that, hey, maybe it's just time for me to try a different legend. So I wasn't too worried about it. Mm -hmm. So like you were saying, looking at the stats, Wraith has a 31.95% pick rate. And that is 20% higher than the following legend. The following legend turns out to be Pathfinder with a 10.56% pick rate. And I find that in, insane. Like, what do you mean insane? Like, bad or good? I, it doesn't, it doesn't I really have like a, a good, it doesn't have a good or bad connotation to it. But the amount of people that pick Wraith, I think that's... I, I, I personally, I'm not very good with Wraith, so I don't choose her. But obviously, 31% people choose Wraith. And so, 
I think that Apex has done a pretty good job with the legends that they've created. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Again, if you want to play with us, I know this update has been great cross-platform. It's just Steven on Xbox for him, and for me, it's Squarp on, uh, on the PS4. Um, we'll have the links in the descriptions to our Twitter. And yeah, hit us up. Um, yeah, right before we finish up, let's dig into this thing that I've been listening to on other podcasts. It's called a Legends Concept. And if you didn't know what that is, it's it's someone sharing like what they think could be really cool for a future legend, whether it's another defensive character. And they, they make up their own backstory story behind the character, what their ultimate tactical and passive would be. Um, so I was reading through um, another... I was reading through this Discord um, from another podcast, and I met I met this guy T Stamps who had a really really good legend concept, and uh, I'll let Steven read it for you guys, and we'll we'll talk about how we think that this character would be if it was introduced to the Apex Legends world. Go ahead and read it, Steven. All right. So apparently, this legend's name is Rango, and so the story behind Rango is that he grew up on a militia colony planet before the war between the militia and IMC. His parents ran a small weapons manufacturing business on the planet, so Rango grew up acquiring an in- intimate knowledge of all kinds of weaponry and eventually joined the company to work alongside his parents. Mm. Shortly before the war broke out, Rango had developed a prototype for a small backpack-like construction that could autonomously handle reloading, reloading of secondary weapons as well as frontline fabrication of ammunition if supplies were low. Rango's family sided with the militia at the onset of the war, and in a surprise attack on his family's factory by the IMC, his father was killed and his mother severely injured. Rango was able to take his mother and escape into the Outlands with the help of a small militia evacuation team. With his mother crippled from the attack, Rango took on a variety of odd jobs to try and, try and escape, scrape out a meager living while hiding from the IMC. After the Outlands were liberated at the end of the war and the Apex Games began, Rango decided that this was his chance to use his knowledge and tech to collect enough money to finally allow his mother to live a comfortable and safe life again. It's pretty. That is interesting. I, that is one thing I don't think a lot of people know about Apex is there is this lore, which is like a storyline behind each character. And that would be very cool to see uh, someone like, was it Rango? Yeah, Rango. Um, I don't think that that will ever become a hero or what do you call it, a champion legend in the game, but T underscore stamps, you wrote a great lore behind this character. Let's look at his abilities. So he's got a few interesting abilities here. As you probably heard in the, in his story, uh, he has a backpack that is able to do a, a few, few different things. Hmm. So he's got his passive, which they've named fully loaded. Fully loaded. It states that if the current clip of Rango's secondary weapon isn't at full capacity, the robotic arm on his backpack will automatically load it up to full over time as long as it stays unequipped. Hmm. I find that to be very yeah, interesting. What do you think of that? I think that's really cool. I think that could be very powerful, especially in like the middle of a fight and you've got your Mastiff out. You run out of Mastiff bullets. You switch to your R301. Hey, you're out of R301 bullets. Back to the Mastiff, baby. I've got ammo again. I think that could be very powerful, but also very interesting, um, depending on how long it takes to reload each yes. bullet, I think. I think that could be a very good passive. I think that might be the best passive in the game if it ever came to Apex Legends. What about you? What do you think of that tactic? I think the that passive. that passive is really a great would be a really awesome addition to the game. It's different. It's very different from any of the other legends to have this type of. I wouldn't. I don't necessarily know what you'd call it as a. Would it be a support character? Hmm. I I don't know what I would call it to be honest. It, would it make a new class of legend? A new class. It, I I think it would be support because you can. I think. It I states it in the next one, ammo fabrication. So I so fabrication making. It's possibly a support. Yeah. So let's 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 get to know this champion a little more by figuring out his other abilities. So go ahead with the tactical or the tactical. All right. So the tactical uh, named ammo fabrication, and it states that Rango can choose any ammo type currently in his inventory and create a new half stack of it 
by way of his robotic arm, materializing it in front of him, taking five seconds to fully form. Appears in inventory automatically if there is a free space, and falls on the ground if there isn't one. 25 second cooldown. And how much ammo do you get? A half stack, so 30 rounds. A half stack. Or, so well, 30 or 12, depending 30, on... 30, 12, and if eight. it's a shotgun, it's eight. And it's every 25 seconds? Yeah, I would believe that would be a, that would be a support a, character, because if you're running low on ammo, hey, you need shotgun bullets? Let me make eight of them real quick for you. Like, that's very helpful, yeah. especially because I know late game, I struggle to find shotgun bolts if I hold onto a shotgun late into a game because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't carry shotgun bolts. So I think that could be very wonderful. Um, great concept so far. Let's, let's look at the ability, the, the ultimate. So his ultimate is something like no other that we've ever seen or really heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, so they call it dual wield. What? Dual and wheel. you probably have heard of that term from other games such as Halo or Call of Duty mm. or really any first person shooter for that matter. So let's just get into Rango's specific ultimate called Dual Wield. So for a limited time, likely just under the duration of Bloodhound's ultimate, Rango is able to wield both of his weapons simultaneously and he also gains a speed boost comparable to Bangalore's passive. He sacrifices the ability to aim down sights while this sight, this ability is active, and that button is instead used to fire the second weapon. Pressing the reload button reloads both weapons at the same time. If one weapon has been fired while the other was not, or has not, pressing the reload button will only reload the fired weapon, allowing the other weapon to still be fired. The ultimate can be canceled early by pressing the button that would normally switch weapons. Mm, wow. Imagine you running in there with your Devo turbocharger with your in on the other hand your R301 running in there like getting up close as an aggressive player and going scratata and just dual wheeling on everybody. Wow, that is a great legend concept. I think that would be really interesting if that could be the game. It would be interesting, especially in duos, because you could push people with two legends. Obviously you can't have both both people be the same legend. So you would push a duo. And you would essentially be hitting them with the same amount of firepower as a three, a group of three people would be in the same attack. Oh, gosh, not you think about it that way. <laughs> three people instead of two people can be a three v two. Is technically what what we're saying. Like three guns against two guns is big. Um, that is so cool. Back to what the lore was. He's. I think what would be really cool is, or would be interesting. It sounds like his family knows weapons. He knows weapons. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. Rampart knows weapons. Rampart she builds does know them. Weapons. Like, yes. Is there any relationship between Rango and Rampart? Like, they both manufacture guns. Um, just curious. Like, that would it, be an interesting connection to make. I think the storyline could go deep into Apex, and I think it could be really cool. Um, definitely. Thanks again, T underscore stamps. That was great. Glad I got to meet you in that Discord. Um, so what are you feeling? Like, Season seven's coming. Oh, I know we're only 20 days away. Oh, man. Tell me your thoughts and your feelings about that. I think it's going to be great. What about you? So I'm really interested to see where Apex takes us next. Mm-hmm. They've given us a multitude of different legends to choose from. Especially recently. Especially yeah. recently. And the way that they change the maps so that they're current, but they also kind of give us that same old season, early season vibe. Yeah, definitely. It is really awesome in the way that they've been able to kind of combine both worlds of being able to have the early players, but also being able to have someone that played back then and be like, wow, this is a totally different game, but mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, Apex hasn't changed as much as like, Fortnite. Um, Fortnite has, and I'm I'm very glad that it hasn't changed as much. Um, I know Fortnite's been out for three years, and now Apex, almost two maybe years. four, almost for Fortnite and Apex, almost two years, or about a year and a half or so. Yeah, let's see. And I, I think Apex is sticking a lot closer to the roots, and that's what I love because I got drawn to the first part. Like as soon as the game came out, I played it, and that is what drew me to the game. Um. 
And since then, I don't think it has changed as much. I know if I go back to Fortnite, I don't love it like I used to. Because I, I was one of the beginning players on Fortnite. And now going back, it's just it's a struggle every time I try. Back in the day. Um, and I, I like the Apex. There's no... I mean, there's new maps, yes. And there's new characters. But there's nothing that has changed this game so dramatically that has pushed me away from it. And, and I'm very glad about that. Um, I think Season 7, I think they're setting up for something big. Um, really, really, really excited for Season 7. I know they delayed the new map, um, Olympus. How do you feel about that? Do you think it's coming in Season 7? Like, What are your, I, what are your feelings? I kind of hope that Olympus is coming out in Season 7. After teasing us so much with Ash and the quest of Season 5 and... Mm-hmm the quest in season six that they've been kind of hinting at her talking with the group. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see if or when Ash comes into it, if she ever does make it into the, into the games. And I want to see what they do with Olympus. And I want to see really the potential that this game really has. Yeah. I didn't really do, um, in season five, I didn't follow the storyline. Can you, can you fill me in a little bit with that? Do you remember that? I know long. a little bit. So there was the Loba and Revenant. They were... Their feud. I remember their that. Their feud. And Loba wanted to get into... I think it was the IMC headquarters because there was something that she wanted to retrieve. Mm-hmm. So over the quest of the previous season, you would go and you'd do these challenges and you'd collect these parts and it, it made a head. So it made Ash's head. In the final, in the final section or the final, I guess challenge, quote unquote, of the quest, you go and you find this body that's missing about half of her left leg, half of her left arm, and her head. And you walk up, and the strangest thing is, you make this decision to put this. You know what? Let's just put this head on here and see if it works. <laughs> so it comes to life and starts shaking all over the place, starts yelling random words, and then it says something, states something about Olympus, and then the screen goes black. And then that's really all you get from that that season or that quest. (laughs) And they kind of give you a little bit more input from Ash in this newer quest. I just completed it today. And it's kind of interesting because Pathfinder introduces Ash as his girlfriend. What? (laughs) Man, I have not followed these quests. (laughs) And now after hearing that, you got me wanting to do these quests. I think I'm going to have to catch up this season now. Man, that's exciting. Do we? What did Ash look like? Like so robotic? What? She's kind of a combination. She looks more like a human than Pathfinder looks like a human, mm-hmm. but she obviously still looks like an android or a robot. A robot. She has that robot side of her. Yes. So she looks fully mechanical and doesn't really look. She doesn't have that human feel to her, but at the same time. She doesn't look, like I said, she doesn't look like Pathfinder. So here, I'll see if I can pull up part of the quest and show you. Do we do we have any idea what her abilities are going to be? Like, any I foresight? personally, I have, I have no clue. I am kind of interested to see where they go with it because I've heard maybe that there, she has something to do with the connection to Titanfall and the Titanfall series. Oh, yeah. Talk about Titanfall. I personally, I loved the first one. I did didn't, you play? I, I did not. I have the first one. I don't recall if I got the second one. I don't remember playing it. But the first one was really interesting, and I'm really glad that they were able to have something that kind of spurred off of it because it's kind of an interesting thing to learn about and having that story mm-hmm. connections and the legend connections kind of. It's really cool because when I first started playing that game, here's – Here's a picture of Ash. This is what Ash oh, looks wow. like. Oh, wow. She looks like a sword. She has a sword on her back. She has is a that? sword on her back. Like I was Very saying, robotic, but she's got the human hands. Very and kind of the humanish face. And the torso. And uh, so hmm. it's kind of interesting. You definitely don't see her in her full form. In the her, name is Ash, is what yes, it says. her name is Ash. Yes, her name is Ash. This is page 30 of 80 in the... Uh, in the first ship quest so 
Yeah, I, it's definitely interesting. I didn't get to play Titanfall, but after playing Apex, I went back and I watched some videos and clips mm-hmm. of Titanfall. I watched some stream, and I did not realize how stinking similar Apex and yeah. Titanfall are. I didn't know that it's practically like a copy of the game, except in Battle Royale version. I mean, obviously, there's a, a few different parts, but... It's kind of Very like... Very similar. I did not realize. It's kind of like if Titanfall was the the Walking Dead show, and then it had its spinoff of whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. The spinoff of that would be Apex Legends. And I think that is interesting, because they tried with Titanfall, and they people loved it. People loved the lore. But the gameplay wasn't necessarily as modern as other games were, such as Fortnite and Warzone. Mm-hmm. So coming into this new type of gameplay that we now know as battle royale they yeah converted the two and they made a very smooth transition yeah so bringing that titanfall world and some of the lore and some of the people from it and bringing that into apex legends they did a really good job and i'm just really excited to see what they do in season seven with uh definitely 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 definitely. um yeah, some crazy things in Apex. I, I, I've heard recently rumors about Titanfall 3, and I think that's cool. I think I think that when it comes out, I think I'm going to get it. Because I think now that Apex has brought such... Or a, Apex has grown such a large community that... More people are going to More people will hear that Apex and Titanfall are related. And I think a lot of people are going to give Titanfall 3 a chance. And I know that... Titanfall 1 and 2 had its chances, but it didn't have its spark. And I think Apex is the spark for Titanfall 3. I think it could be really great. Yeah. Um, definitely for me, I think, how many days can you look? Uh, how many days away we are from the end of the season? If I'm not so, mistaken, I think it's 20, 28 28 days. days. So that's four weeks. Like, get your challenges done. Get your <laughs> items. Get your aftermarket skins that are still out right now. I think... I think season seven is going to be great. I it's going to be great. I think Apex has built like crossplay, and they've got the changes to the game coming. They've got a Pathfinder fix. Um, they've got the guns. Everything's in a good spot. I think season seven. I think they're going to get Olympus. They're going to get crossplay mm-hmm. out for good, not just in beta, and possibly we'll be seeing. Uh, the Switch have Apex and same with Steam. Yeah, I think it. I think season seven could be big, and I I hope that Respawn capitalizes, and I hope they don't. I hope they don't. I hope it's not lame. Let's just say that I hope it's not lame. <laughs> and, and so far, Apex hasn't disappointed me. Um, that, looking at the heirloom, how do you feel about that? That might be the coolest heirloom. So in the, the, game. the caustic heirloom that came out in this aftermarket event, personally, I I do not main caustic, but if I got somehow miraculously got this heirloom. caustic heirloom, I would most likely start Become maining him. Main. It caustic. is a very interesting heirloom compared to all the others, and it's kind of close to bloodhounds, only because. Because it's got the handle. It's a sledgehammer. It's a hammer. And Bloodhounds is an axe. So they're pretty close. It's, But it's so different compared to all of the others. Yeah. And I think that the heirlooms are... Are such a cool thing. It's Apex. such a cool thing. Because they're not they're not like the... What was the skin that everybody got so upset about? The uh, Voidwalker skin. Mm-hmm. Everyone got so upset because they re-released that. But the heirlooms are something that are going to stay rare. They're not going to be able to be bought with your crafting metal. Very hard. They're not going to be bought in the shop. The only way that you can get them is through heirloom shards or if you get them in the, in the event that they drop in. And mm. I think that is a great way of doing that because some people that got the Voidwalker skin when it first released got very upset when it got dropped in the store and everyone Just bought this rare skin. Could. Just because they could. I love that it keeps that like that really, rare. really rare thing for the people who 
devote time and spend money on this game. I think it's great. Um, but there's been a lot of talk about Bang's going to get the next heirloom. Do you have any ideas of what you think it might be? I'm very curious to see her, what her heirloom is going to be. So I personally haven't really read up on what could possibly be ba- be Bangalore's heirloom. Mm-hmm. And just looking at Bangalore and thinking about what we know about her, I personally don't really know what it could be either. Really? I, I've i started leaning towards, like, I think Bang Bangalore... I think her main thing is her smoke, and I'm thinking. Okay. I don't think it would be a gun, like, but it might be a canister. I think her heirloom. Not every heirloom. If you look at the heirlooms, is sharp. Mm-hmm. Like, the shock sticks are. Um, who they are lifeline, lifeline. lifelines heirloom or shock sticks? They're just drumsticks, really. And can you go to the the heirloom page? Oh, yeah. And if you look at like. The boxing gloves, those aren't sharp. And then you've got Mirage. this, the Mirage's statue trophy <laughs> thing. It's not sharp. So I'm thinking, like, it doesn't have to be a weapon. It just has to be something that they can hold and, and show off and swing. I think that's what an heirloom is. Just be their one-of-a-kind tool. Yeah, it's more of a tool. It's not a weapon. Yeah. It's just very cool looking. I think – I'm thinking a gas canister. You think that's a what I'm thinking. canister? Like – I know they're yellow. Maybe like a gold gas canister. That would just be smoke. Maybe maybe not gas, but smoke canister. And when you when you beat people with it, I think it would be really cool for at least some like spurts of smoke. <laughs> I think that'd be so funny. I think it'd be so cool. I would definitely want that one too. I mean, yeah, I think there's a lot you can do with uh, with Bangalore. Yeah. And with really all of the legends when it comes to heirlooms, because all of them have the potential to have something interesting. Yeah, all of them have their own personalities, their own interests, and the, their own things that make them special. And I think Apex did that on purpose. Obviously, they did it on purpose, because they wouldn't have legends be exactly the same person. Mm-hmm, but definitely. the way that they did it and the way that every single legend's personality, they both bash heads but they also can connect very well it's kind of interesting especially focusing more on the lore aspect of the game definitely i know it's been a long episode very um i want to dive into one like last little part like right now in the current situation that apex is in after this crossplay i think i think we're in a really good spot with apex what is the best composition of legends oh man what do you like to run i know you like lifeline who you running with Mm. what's your squad looking like so most of the time i when i play the people i play with they just play the people that they feel like they do the best with not necessarily the best they work together with Mm -hmm. so most of the time when i'm playing we end up running either a mirage or actually a crypto a bloodhound and a lifeline so that's normally what we are on. But if it was up to me personally, depending on whether I was playing normal trios or playing Flashpoint, if I was playing normal trios, I would probably do a Lifeline, a Pathfinder, and probably a Crypto or Bangalore because having that aspect of I can pop smoke and we can have an escape or mm-hmm. I can detect enemies and see where we can go and get away from them. And having the Pathfinder as our way of transportation, I think that's a great option. And when it comes to Flashpoint, the new event, or not the new event, the new limited time mode, I think a Lifeline Octane Watson would be almost unstoppable. Mm. As they recharge health and they do shields, and then Octane kind of does his own thing when it comes to health. And I think as a regeneration team, that would be perfect. Yeah, for me, the, the composition I want to be running right now in Apex is... I've got a trio that I run with sometimes, and I think we have a good composition. I've been running Lifeline a lot. I think she's coming back to being my main. I think our healing ability is just almost it's it's very it's stoppable, but it's at the same time very like unstoppable. Um, so I'd be running Lifeline with her healing abilities to be a, be all over the place, resin people. I think I think Lifeline and Wraith 
are two in a squad mm. that go together. And our third, I love when our third person, I, you've, you've met Josh before, mm-hmm. Daddy242 <laughs> or 4224 in uh, the past episodes. Um, he's a caustic main. I think I think caustic is great. I think you can throw a canister and res. Um, you can res with caustic. I think you can res with lifeline very well. And if you're in a bad situation, you have that wraith to get Get you out of that. Get you out. So, like, the other day, I was the lifeline, and I went down, and I was like, we're screwed because I'm the only one who can get good reses. I can get up. You are their lifeline. I am their (laughs) lifeline. I'm I'm kind of the center of the team, not to be, like, brag or anything, but lifeline, I think, is your most valuable piece as a team when she's part of the composition. I think she needs to be the center. And I got down. I thought we were screwed, but I realized, like, there are some good plays to have when you're a caustic and a wraith, a wraith portaled and our caustic dropped a barrel right in front of me and they shot it and it gave me the smoke screen, a little bit of protection. And I just backed right up into the portal and we went through the portal. Boom. Another canister down shot it. And so now, so now both portal entrances are being gassed up and they can't come through or they're going to be screwed. Um, so I think that trio that video definitely works really well. Wonderful. Um, when it works, great. Um, but I think that is everything we have for the yeah. episode today. Thank you for being here, Stephen, and talking with us. Oh, anytime. Um, hopefully we can have you back in a few weeks. Of um, course. Again, we'll have our Twitter um, in the description. Also, I've been streaming a little bit recently. I've been streaming Apex Legends. Go ahead and... Um, Follow me on Twitch at MA underscore It's Rhino. It'll also be in the description. Uh, Catch me playing some Apex and maybe you can join me and stuff. Um, Yeah, have a good rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.